0: Welcome to the Dove Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Here's this week's message. This morning we're continuing our journey towards Christmas, and our scripture reading is 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 to 11. This is the story of God's gift to us, Christmas love. 1 John chapter 4, verses 9-11 to 11. In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us, and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. This is the word of God for us this morning. As I said, we're continuing on our journey towards Christmas here, and this morning we're looking at Christmas love, and this is the story of God's gift to us. Now, as, a, as kids, Christmas was a very exciting time, if you can remember that. We were never really rich, and the only time we actually got new stuff when we were kids was on our birthdays or at Christmas time. Eh, maybe we got uh, some new shoes or some clothes right before school started each year, but that was about it. It was exciting at Christmas because we never knew for sure what we were getting. We'd shake and smell the gifts, trying to figure it out. And we became pretty good at determining uh, the packages that were, you know, socks and underwear and stuff like that. Some of the things we got we really enjoyed. Others, uh, like the socks and underwear, weren't quite as fun, but still necessary. And it also seemed like the times when we would get a, a football or a new baseball glove or something that it would be too frigid outside with a bunch of snow and We couldn't go out there and and play with our new football or our uh, baseballs or whatever it was. But somehow, the opposite was also true. If we got sleds for Christmas, yep, it was sunny and warm. But since we were never a rich family, we always got practical things we could use. And my parents didn't usually just get us stuff so we would have something to open. And if they did, it was things like, you know, toothpaste, gum, or something else, little, or something else that we could use. But Christmas was always a fun time as a kid, and, and we try to continue that fun today. We don't get bogged down in all the materialism of Christmas today. We all have ideas of the best present, what the best present is. We can all picture in our mind what the best present is. But how do you measure the value of a present? How do you judge its worth? By its size? By its weight? Do you judge it by its cost or perhaps by its usefulness? What I would like to do this morning is examine God's present to us. And I want to read this scripture again to you, this time from the message. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so we might live through him. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. My dear, dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. How do you measure the value of God's gift to you? Well, I'm going to suggest three ways this morning. First, God's gift to you is measured by its usefulness. What is the usefulness of of gift to us? Notice in verse 9, the usefulness of the gift so we might live jesus said it this way i have come that we may have that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly what a promise that is not just life not just existence but life which means something life that has worth abundant life life with purpose a life which has value a life with meaning A life that will have eternal consequences and benefits. God has made you a special person for a special purpose. He chose us. Actually, he picked us out for himself as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be set apart for him. We find that in Ephesians chapter 1. You were specially created, handcrafted, uniquely made for the purpose of bringing glory to God. See, and that's it. That's our usefulness. We are here for the glory of God. My purpose is to live a life that magnifies the Lord, to encourage and support fellow Christians, to become more like Christ, to use my gifts and talents in helping others, to tell those who don't know Jesus that there is good news, My purpose is to bring glory to God in all that I do and say. And when all is said and done, I long to hear the words from Matthew 25. Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. You have brought me glory. You have enlarged the kingdom of God. You have done well. God's gift of salvation to us is useful. It gives us meaning and value. Our purpose is to bring glory to God. The second thing God's gift to you is measured by its cost. In the past, I've spoke about giving God our best. He doesn't want our leftovers. He doesn't want cheap stuff. He wants the best you and I can give him. And we see that in in 2 Samuel chapter 4. I will not offer to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. David said if he was going to give a sacrifice to the Lord, he was going to give his best. Something of value. Something of worth. Why would David say that? Because that is what God has done for us. He has given us the most precious gift He could possibly give, something of worth, something of value, something that is one of a kind. He gave us His Son. Let's look at verse 10 again. This is the kind of love we are talking about, not that we once upon a time loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice. God knew what He had to do. He knew what he had, had, he knew what had to be done. He knew what price had to be paid. He knew what it was going to cost him. And he sent the best for you and me. He sent Jesus Christ, born as a child for the salvation of the world. If he gave that much to me, what should I give to him? So my gift is useful to God to give him glory, and therefore God's gift to me is valuable. And third, God's present to you is measured by effectiveness. If I get a toaster for Christmas, I expect it to make toast. If I get a coffee machine, I expect it to make coffee. If I get a hair curl, I'll probably re-gift it, but uh, that's a different story. The question that needs to be asked is, is it effective? Does it do what it is intended to do? What is the love of God intended to do? To change you, to save you. Let's look at these three verses again. To me, they almost seem like a mathematical formula. One plus one equals two. Let's see how it all adds up here. God's gift is useful plus God's gift is valuable, equals we ought to love one another. Verse 11 says this, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. Ought kind of sounds like a suggestion here, but it's not. It's not just some suggestion that God is making to us. See, the Greek word for ought could actually be translated must. The root word means actually to owe something. You owe a payment. You are under obligation. You must pay it back. So let me restate that last part of verse 11 again. If God loved us like this, we certainly must love each other. Why? Because God is not done loving the world yet. He wants to keep loving the world through you and through me. Jesus said it this way. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's from Matthew chapter 5. Does God's love change you? Does it affect your behavior? Does it affect the way you treat people? You see, that is what love is intended to do. It doesn't make toast. It doesn't make coffee. It changes us into loving, compassionate people who care for the needs of those who are around us. God wants to love the world, but he has a desire to do it through you. Are you willing to let God show his love through you? We certainly must love each other. Remember what we learned from the wise men. Our journey involves faith and worship. When we meet Christ, we are changed because of his love for us. Now let us demonstrate his love for us by loving others this Christmas. Let's pray. Lord, help us this Christmas to love each other as you love us. Lead us into ways of demonstrating that love this week. We thank you for that ultimate Christmas present, eternal life through your Son. Help us to realize your gift to us is indeed useful, valuable, and effective when we accept it with humility and serve you and others out of love. Let us give you all the glory. It is in his name we pray. Amen.